Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, five fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with Ben Davison. Ben, uh, it's nice to finally get you sat down for an interview. You have become Mission Impossible this week. I can only apologize. Um, I thought I'd calm down on the uh, media. Uh, apparently, I, I do too much, so I just thought I'd just avoid you lot. Just admit, you just you got sick of our faces. I didn't want yeah. to say that, but obviously <laughs> you had a discussion and worked it out yourselves. Uh, anyways, we're here in Scotland. Good to see you. Um, Josh looked good on the scales today. Uh, some people were making comments that they felt like he looked a bit on the drain side. Would you say that this is, I guess, there's a chance that we may see Josh Taylor move up in his next fight? Oh, of course, you know, but we'll, you know, We've openly spoke about that, whether a decision's been made or not. Um, you know, honestly and truly, I can't tell you that because, you know, we haven't spent too much time focused on that because mm -hmm. we're focused on the fight on Saturday, of course. Mm -hmm. um, today, the weigh-in, didn't expect Jack Catterall to put his hands on his neck. Uh, definitely out of character for Jack just because he's so cool, calm, and collected. Do you think he did that just as for mind games? Potentially, like, a, you know, <clears throat> um, it's all about perception, isn't it? How people perceive it. They may walk away from that and their perception may be, um, oh, we got Josh rolled up and our perception may be, you know, if you're going to do it, do it properly. So it's all about perception. But what really matters is what happens when uh, when they get in there on, on the night and mm -hmm. uh, the two boxers step into the ring, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack made a comment leading up to that. I think it was on the gloves are off. And I thought it was quite surprising because he said, oh, you know, Josh is hot tempered or hot headed or something like that. And that that'll be his downfall. But that's really just Josh pretty much pre fight every time. Right. Like that's all, that's all I've ever seen of him. Yeah, I think I think obviously the fight that they'll probably be studying is the pro grade fight. And there's elements in that fight where Josh was, you know, 
a little bit over-eager in moments. Um, and I think that's sort of what they're banking on is Josh, you know, being in a bit of a rush, being too eager to impress in front of the home crowd and uh, trying to bring him on to something. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Josh is fully, fully aware of that. And obviously, you know, when we, when we study an opponent, we study the opponent, but also study our fighter and look at what will they be looking at in our fighter, you know, to try and exploit. And um, so, of course, you know, there are things that we've uh, looked at and wanted to iron out of Josh's game and, and made him aware of, and he is aware of, of course. Mm -hmm. And after the weigh-in, his mood, good? Happy yeah. he could finally eat. You know, we were all sat there the other day and I had like a nice meal, right? And he was staring at it and he goes... Man, it looks really good right now. I was like, "Oh man, I didn't realize." Like, I'm like eating in front of the guy. <laughs> he can't eat. On, well, at least not eat what I'm eating. On the plane over, he had these like <laughs> the nutritionist made him these like dessert type things. He was sitting there fingering the last oh. bit out of the pot, and then the man come over and I said, "Can I have a diet coke and a twelve, please?" And he just looked at me as if to say, "Oh, you bastards!" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, he's obviously rehydrated. Um, and fueling up and uh, mm -hmm. feeling good. Right. So I want to read something that was just announced. Um, I should have had this open already. My bad. And it is uh, the WBO have made Josh Taylor a WBO super champion at super lightweight as he is undisputed and also holds the WBA, WBC, and IBF titles. This means he can now become Terrence Crawford's next WBO mandatory challenger if he decides to move to welterweight. Did you know that they did that? Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, um, Josh has got options. He's got options if he wants to move up. Him and Terrence is a huge fight. Mm -hmm. He's got options to... Um, stay at 140. Um, he's got options to vacate some of the belts. Um, so we'll just have to see. But like I say, that's a massive, massive fight. Of course it is. But without a victory on Saturday night, mm -hmm. that fight doesn't make sense. But just out of curiosity, after this, because you know, obviously he's fighting his mandatory now, are, are there any other mandatories that the other sanctioning bodies are trying to line up straight away? Or is he going to be able to have like a voluntary defense? Um, I think it's Zapeda with the WBC would probably be up next mm -hmm. um, in terms of a mandatory. Okay. Um, I think there's one coming up with the WBA and one coming up with the WBC, so it'd be between them. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll have to see. Look, if the options are, like I said, me and Josh, we haven't discussed this and, and not with Josh's team and advisors, etc., mm -hmm. or top rank at all. But... I'm just saying there's potential if you stay at 140, maybe vacates some belts as well, mm. you know. Right. Um, helps build up other fighters to create big fights for him again down the line. Mm -hmm. um, the only reason I'm asking, I'm just curious because obviously Terrence Crawford told me just last week that he has his his goal is to eventually move to 154. So that would kind of suck if the two were to just slightly miss each other. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, there's an element for Crawford as well, you know, a fight like Josh Taylor, he would probably feel like I've been trying to chase a fight to become undisputed at 147 and a tough fight like Josh Taylor, why would he take a fight like that if it's not for that end goal that he's looking for mm -hmm. at 147 if he does have sights to move up at 154? Um, 
but we'll have to see. Yeah. We're, we're in the Jack Catchall business, of course, at the moment, so we'll just deal with that after after Saturday. Uh, moving on to a different topic, I just announced finally, literally finally in caps, we got the announcement between Tyson Fury and Dillian White. There was a lot going on there. There was, you know, last like taking it to the last minute to sign. There was a lot of uh, questioning whether or not we were actually going to get the fight. Uh, what do you make overall of of that fight? I think all that was probably mind games. I think Dillian was always going to take the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I think about the fight? It's, it's, it's hard for me to say because I think if Tyson goes about it in a certain way, it could become a real entertaining fight. And then we've got the build-up as well. Um, if Dillian does play ball in the build-up, we could have a massively entertaining build-up. Mm-hmm. Or Tyson could box in a certain manner and the fight may not be as entertaining for the general public or and Dillian may just go silent throughout the whole build-up and we don't get that same build-up so I really don't know. Do you think the fight goes a distance? Um, it's hard for me to say I don't know how he, how Tyson's going to go about the fight and anything can happen in boxing mm. anything and um, if you're not as a coach and as a fighter, strong enough to mentally accept that, then that's a problem because anything can happen. Mm-hmm. At uh, this level especially, should I say. Another topic, Canelo versus, versus Dimitri Bivol. Just rumored today that it's set for May the 7th. What are your thoughts on um, him challenging Bivol at, you know, light, light heavy? Like it, like it. I think uh, potential seminar on how pressure fighters could go up against that type of style that Dimitri Bivol brings. So I'm interested to see how he uh, how he goes about the job. You know, for me, Canelo, by far, not even close, he's the pound-for-pound pound number one fighter on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I like it. The two-part deal with DAZN, obviously, was a trilogy against Gennady Golovkin. How do you see that going? <clears throat> yeah, obviously Golovkin's going to be slightly past his best now, but I do think still there's an element of styles make fights. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have we heard that? And I think that that style of Gennady Golovkin will always bring problems to the style of um, of Canelo and mm-hmm. vice versa. So I think, it, again, we will probably have an entertaining fight, even though Golovkin is slightly past his best. Um, I still believe it will be a competitive fight. Do you think that Canelo can become undisputed at light heavy? For sure, for sure. Um, one of the fights I would love to see is is with um, Beterbiev or Beterbiev, mm-hmm. however you Better pronounce be. it. Um, you know, I'd love to see that fight. Um, will we see that fight? Hopefully, potentially, especially this Bivol, Bivol fight first. Looks like... It could lead the, lead the way and the path to, to that uh, better beer fight. Mm-hmm. So he certainly is capable of it. Um, but with some tasks ahead of him, of course. Right. And lastly, uh, I spoke to Greg Marriott last week, and he says that Billy Joe's coming back. I know last time you and I spoke, you said you weren't sure. Um, your thoughts? Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that he's got 
if the right fight comes, it's not my place to say, oh, these are his plans, blah, 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 blah. But if the right fight comes along, I am sure that Billy Joe will, will make a comeback. I interviewed Chris Eubank Jr. last week as well. And I asked him, because he said, obviously, his goal is to try to get the winner of Golovkin versus Murata. But now that Golovkin, let's just say he beats Murata, because his, his real goal is Triple G because he's been chasing that fight for a while now. He says that if he's not able to get the winner of that fight because Triple G is going to be tied up with um, the potential Canelo fight, then I asked him, I said, well, would you take a rematch with Billy Joe Saunders? And he said, yes. What are your thoughts on that rematch? And what are your thoughts on his performance against um, Liam Williams? A different Chris that we saw. Yeah, uh, I think that we've seen him actually attempt to to box on the back foot and counter punch a few times before. You know, there was early stages in the fight where he was on the back foot. The first six rounds against Billy Joe, Chris Eubank Jr. was on the back foot being pushed around the ring. Um, obviously, there's a difference in levels between Liam Williams and Billy Joe Saunders. Um, and I just think Liam was... Mm, not so smart in the way he tried to close the distance and close the gap. Mm. Um, what do I think about the fight? Chris Eubank and Billy Joe, there's a lot of problems with the business side of things that would that need to get taken care of before that fight can get done, you know. In Chris's mind, he is the A-side. In Billy Joe's mind, and rightly so, he is the A-side. And, um, you know... Purses, previous purses and worth when you take into consideration previous purses and achievements in the sport are very different. Um, but that, again, that, that have to be accepted by one side um, for that fight to be made and for sensible offers to be made. So mm. there's hurdles to overcome. Um, if Sky and Wasserman um feel like they can overcome those hurdles then i'm sure there won't be a problem in making that fight mm -hmm. actually now lastly um i spoke to uh, leo santa cruz mm. it, uh he fought just a few weeks back and remember like how the he had a choice either vacate or fight mm. well, now he's back yeah. right he took a, a non-title fight at the white above Right, right. But he said his intention was to be able to fight the other champions. I asked him about Lee Wood. He says that that would be a fight that he would be interested in. But what do you make of, of Leo finally putting himself back in the mix after a two-year layoff? Well, he's uh, full respect to Leo Santa Cruz. What an amazing fighter. Um, but he, saying it and doing it are two different things. It's been a ridiculous amount of time before he has competed at featherweight and defended that title. Um now he's saying that he's got the intentions to, but has he? You know, if I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that a lucrative fight comes available at 130 pounds, he will take that fight. The problem being, um, it stops the Leewood versus Mick Conlon fight being for the, the super title. So, um, you know, that is an issue, but it's unfortunately something that I'm not dealing with or I can't take care of or anything like that so it's out of my uh, out of my control mm -hmm. what did you think of leo's performance i haven't watched it okay. i haven't watched it um i heard there was wasn't his best performance but coming back off of 
a bit of a layoff and obviously mm. a, a a heavy knockout loss. So, you know, it's uh, I'm sure it's a step in the right direction for him. Right. All right, that was really it. Um, <laughs> thank you for your time, Ben. I appreciate it. Even though it took you all week to get back to us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, any final words? Is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, nope. No? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you have yourself a great Friday evening. <laughs> Bye, Fi fans. <laughs> Hey, Fi fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button below so that you can receive an alert every time we upload a new video. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.